Welcome back to the Jerks in the Fourth Row podcast. Today, us jerks are going to be covering sports in cinema. Uh, my name is Phil Daly. And now, from the University of Vermont, standing six feet, one inch, a man who may not love showers, but could talk movies for hours, my dog, Tim What up, dog? Ready to go. Pumped up, ready to go, dude. I I appreciate that intro. Oh, yeah. Fit for a king. Had to do a little Michael nod to Michael Jordan with all this uh, last dance stuff going on. So it won't be our, well, probably won't be the last time we mention him in this podcast. Yeah, either. I'm a little bit behind in that documentary, so no spoilers. Although I think they end up winning the uh, championship that year. Yeah, yeah. Spoiler yeah. alert: Michael Jordan's good, and he wins a lot yeah. of championships. <laughs> um, so, what are we getting into today, though? So, I, as I mentioned at the top, we're going to do sports and cinema. And we're going to switch it up a little bit today. Uh, we're going to kind of go through, almost treat this podcast like a game, like a professional sports game, where we're going to go with round one, we're going to talk about movies uh, that have to do with boxing. In the second period, we're going to do movies that have to do with basketball. Then uh, the dog and I put together a little halftime show. We'll pause, regroup, come back for the second half. Third inning will be baseball. Fourth quarter will be football, and then we'll just go leave some time uh, for some overtime, for so other movies that have to do with sports that, that aren't any of those four categories, we'll leave for the overtime to just kind of uh, wrap things up there. Uh, again, as we've done in past podcasts, we're going to put a timer on this one so that we don't go forever and ever on boxing or baseball. We, we could go, like I said, dog, me, we could talk for hours about each one of these, but we're trying to keep this format short so we're just going to do eight minute increments uh for each yeah, one of these no i think the timer works it keeps me from running my mouth too much uh I, but i do gotta say i'm super excited for the halftime show we got prepared yeah we got a, a couple of guests coming on uh that uh they're gonna a couple of brothers who uh possibly compete against each other yeah that's good um, we'll uh, see but, it will, it, it'll be a surprise once we get there anyways uh, before we get into everything, just wanted to give our sister, Laura, a quick shout out. Uh, she's been doing all our Instagram stuff and she's been doing an awesome job. Um, also been doing some really cool stuff in New York City uh, for the East Side House in the Bronx. She's been delivering like 43, her and her, her crew have been delivering like 43,000 pounds of potatoes to uh, disenfranchised people. So anyways, just wanted to put out some good news out there. I mean, she probably doesn't you know, boast about it too much, but it's, she's not only helping us, but helping the, you know, the ground zero of the pandemic right now. So yeah. Just wanted to get, just wanted to throw that out there real quick. Thanks, Laura. No, it's definitely scary in New York and Laura's helped us. Everything you've seen with the creative on Instagram has just been a brainchild of her. We'll send her over ideas and she's not afraid to tell us no, because we're just a couple of jerks. We don't know what we're doing. So Thanks, Laura, and stay safe in New York and with Ross as well. And anyone else who's in that New York, New Jersey area who's listening, uh, we're thinking about you. All right, Doug, let's, let's get into it. Round okay. one. Round one. Ding, ding. <laughs> oh, you got it. <laughs> nice, Doug. Uh, so round one, we're going to be talking boxing. Let me just set the uh, 
timer here. All right. So, uh, I mean, just a few a few movies that I thought, I mean, that just ruined my research. Let me, let me stop you right now. Okay, yeah. Why, why is boxing so compelling in, in cinema? Oh, so uh, when I, as I was thinking about this, I think boxing itself, just the sport is a grind. And it also involves people who are tough. I think just in general, we like movies about guys, women who are well, tough. Essentially, essentially, every boxer is an underdog story in a way. Yeah, you have to grind in order to get to where you are, no matter who, if you're Muhammad Ali or Buster Duck, whoever, Mike Tyson. There has to be some sort of backstory in real life. And the movies, I think, just go wild with that. Um, well, I, I mentioned in an earlier podcast, one of my most committed roles was Sylvester Stallone in Rocky. Um, and, I mean, so linking it to the so, I mean, so that that's the great movie that not only he was committed in it, I mean, he's jacked and clearly is doing all the, you know, the, the everything, all the physical stuff involved. But, um, but yeah, it's that that's a cool movie that, he had grit outside of, but it also mirrors the, you know, the boxing grit that it takes. Um, and, you know, really it's all, it's a blue collar sport yeah. in a way too. Good point. Uh, so, you know, it's definitely, it's easy to have movies like the fighter, like Marky Mark, a kid from South B who's just like, you know, it's, it's, he's not, per, it's especially a compelling character, well, but he's from role in that one. But, whatever. but yeah, know, Boston, Boston, uh, Street tough. <laughs> I just hear that accent. I think Southie. So sorry, guys. Sorry, all of our Bostonian listeners. Um, but uh, that accent's brutal. Yeah. But Christian Bale's unreal in that too. We, I don't think we gave him a shout out. And he he gets so skinny for that. And he he also so it's a kind of you know Marky Mark's a boxer. He's the fighter, but uh, arguably Christian Bale's also you know he's boxing and doing a completely physical. Trans- transformation yeah. for that role. I think well. I think those that's what also these boxing movies work too because you'll get you'll get guys who maybe not in, like in the best shape and in order to get in into shape for this role they're always they have to do the boxing they have to learn like you can't throw a punch in a boxing movie and not know what you're doing so uh, well, did, like did you ever think Russell Crowe was going to be in a boxing oh movie? yeah I, Cinderella Man I didn't even have that in my research but no I don't. But he, but he kind of just looks like a guy from the twenties who could be that rope a punching bag guy. Like, yeah. no, I never thought Russell. Well, well he's not. He, Sylvester Stallone couldn't have done that. He he didn't embody. He wouldn't have embodied that because he's Jack. And he's more of a late, you know, a modern boxer, which they're cut in. You know, yeah. Anyways, instead of just a, a literally a piece of meat to be pounded on, uh, which was like the nineteen twenties boxers. They literally are just pieces of meat. Yeah. Like, <laughs> But the uh, you know uh, so I, I, there's a lot of movies that are based around boxing as well. So Phil and I discussed we didn't discuss much coming into this podcast in, in terms of what we're going to talk about for each sport. But we're just going to kind of you know riff a little bit. But you know there's so many stories that are based around boxing where there's not actually much of the sport in the movie. Yeah. Um, so it's much more about again the grit, the story. Um, and then there's a ton of movies that just throw in like a boxer. Such as like Pulp Fiction, Bruce Willis is a boxer, uh, or uh, you know, Snake. The movie Snake Eyes. I was going to ask you, is Snake Eyes a boxing? Is that a sports movie? Uh, that's more of like a Vegas betting, like yeah, but yes, it's it revolves around that final like match. So I think so. 
And anytime I like, I'll always give Nick Nick Cage the credit that he doesn't deserve. So I'm gonna I'm gonna throw him in there too. He's so over the top. Oh, way over the top. Um, and Gary Sinise is in that movie as well. Great uh, '90s actor, Lieutenant Dan. So as, as I was researching these, yeah, yeah, Lieutenant Dan's in there. I, as as a funny or not a funny, as a a commonality I've seen through a lot of these boxing movies too. There's always someone telling them that they can't make it, that they can't do it. Usually it's the wife. Usually there's like a wife that's involved. It's just like, you got to stop. Or the wife is usually actually concerned about their health. But it's, you know, there's either a brother or a trainer or someone who's just saying, you can't take another punch. You just can't do it. And I think that as movie watchers, we like them just saying, fuck it. I'm going to, I put my heart into this. I'm going to, you know, even if it kills me, I'm going to, I'm going to get into the ring. They're compelling stories of grit and well. But also, like I said before, it's just underdogs. There's every story is an underdog yep. story, essentially in boxing. And uh, like even like you mentioned Muhammad Ali, and we can talk about Ali with with Will Smith did that movie. Um, but his grit outside was battling racism and systemic. Right. Like he he changes his name and and, and becomes Muslim um, uh, or embraces his Islamic. Heritage. I mean, it's it's all about self. No, there there is boxing. Boxing in a lot of these sports movies, there's always there's always like the sport, which is the main focus. But then on the side, there's always some other social aspect that people are dealing with. Like, you know, and for instance, like Rocky Four, like you know, there it's kind of like a cold. It's like a, a nod to the Cold War. Um, what was the what was a couple other these the um, uh, Million Dollar Baby. Um, it's just kind of, you know, it was different, you know, it was kind of a, an ode to, oh, yeah. I didn't even, I didn't even think about that. Even though I just watched the sunny episode, the, uh, where D tries to box, it's just hilarious. Yeah. Um, so, so there's, a, there's, it's a great platform to have a side story too. I mean, in the fighter, it, it's, it's Christian Bale and his drug addiction. Um, yeah. Yeah. and, and just well, kind of well, dealing with a well, crazy well, family. It's the, it's the family, it's the family in, in the fighter. Yeah. Like, they they nailed the casting was awesome because uh, they just nailed those roles. Um, but one thing I want to touch on because I'm sure the clock is ticking. Um, the, the boxing movies possibly have the best montages. Uh, like without fail, there has to be montages, <laughs> yeah. which we might talk a little bit about later. But without fail, boxing movies it's a necessity yeah. to have a montage, right? I can't think of a single yeah. boxing movie where there no, wasn't. He, there's always the guy, he's down on his luck, he's waking up and eating pizza and drinking liquor, and then all of a sudden, like, someone just comes and snaps him out of it, and he goes, you need to get in shape, and then it's somehow in, like, a matter of two to two to five minutes. <laughs> yeah. Just Mick yelling at him the whole time that he's a bum, he's, like, working his ass off. Yeah. <laughs> So that's enough motivation, and then in the next two to five minutes, they're just all of a sudden back and cut and in shape. The Creed, the Creed movies do it. Rocky, obviously. I think the best one, in my mind, I think, is is Rocky IV, where he's he's just, like, in the in, in Russia. Like, it's... it's Yeah, I, I honestly... So we discussed before the best montages, our favorite montages. Rocky one actually was mine. I mean, just... Like, actually, maybe even Rocky two. Where they're him and uh, Carl Weathers are running on the. That's not, is it? Yeah, it's Carl Weathers. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Apollo Creed. Apollo. Yeah. They're running on. They're running on the beach. Is just so homoerotic. Like, it's, it is. I don't think it was meant to be, but it is. It's so funny. 
Oh, but then, I mean, of, uh, of course the music that go along with it, I mean, is just epic. But, oh, that's the ringer. Oh, that's, Anyways, that's the so bell. We're going to keep it moving. Yeah, and I just want to, before we go into this next one, in these, in these eight-minute blocks, there's just no way that we can get to every single boxing movie. Next, we're in a second period, we're going to be talking basketball. So please, we've definitely forgotten some some major boxing movie. Just let us know, uh, you know, in the comments or on Instagram, you know, after you listen, um, just to tell us where we go wrong. Okay, so Doc, keeping things moving, second period, we are going to talk hoops. So yeah. I've got movies. <laughs> We've been like jock jamming all week for sure, that too. Yeah. I mean, and also, like we said at the top, the Michael Jordan thing just has our, our mind. So, I mean, why don't we start right there? Space Jam. the timer started? Yeah, the, the timer's started. going, yep. Okay, so basketball is possibly, it, it, arguably, the most diverse one to use. Uh, uh, I feel like you can just throw it in anywhere, like, and it's uh, just kind of adds, like, a cool element sometimes. I mean, it's black culture also in basketball, or, you know, are, are synonymous. Yeah. And... And it's a huge part of their culture as well, but also the integration within our own in, in anyways, it's just, you throw it in, in any movie. I, no, I agree. I mean, I think one of my favorite basketball movies really t- dives into that um, is He Got Game yeah. um, with Denzel and Ray, Ray Allen playing Jesus Shuttlesworth. That's a Spike Lee joint. It is a Spike Lee joint. And I think it really just kind of dives into, like we were saying with the fighter, how, you know, when someone makes it, what that looks like, you know, from a family perspective, from, you know, forgetting your friends who are, are you know, back back where you were grown up. Sure. And so it shows a person, a grit from the inner city who works his way up and is like, you know, has to deal with, you know, uh, all the struggles which, you know, his environment produces drug trafficking. Uh, Everything. You know, violence. His father is getting out of prison. Denzel is getting out of prison. Um, and uh, his girlfriend and that you know it's just it's juggling all these things when you're let, you're especially in basketball I feel like this happens the most as soon as you make it your life changes instantly and mm-hmm. and it's how you deal with everyone who you knew before yeah, and then knowing you're in this new environment and I think that that movie does a really good job and there's and the fact and you know what Doug did a really good job in that movie was Ray Allen like he was only yeah, like yeah. he was only like 19, 20 years old when they made that movie. Jesus, Jesus. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's uh, he's he actually really was good. He's got the all right. Do you think cleanest cleanest shot of all time? Yeah, he. Is, I think he's got the best jumper of all time. Yeah, he's just got the cleanest cleanest jumper of all time. Um, but I mean the 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 quality of, of storyline behind it is one thing, but also um uh. Just kind of using it in basketball as a metaphor. Uh, Love in basketball is another great one. I had. Great one. Um, and using it kind of again, you know, these sports in these movies are often used as metaphors, and it's less about the sport and the actual the sporting itself, and it is about the game, the structure of the you know the the, the team the team element. But in Love and Basketball, it's more so again the the personal struggles um, and the love of the game too. Also is is a huge thing, although it's basketball is very much a team sport, it's individual efforts collectively. Um, yeah, no, love, love and basketball is like, so when you have a relationship, there's always there's always these commonalities, and this brings in the commonality of, 
of, uh, you know, their love for, for basketball. Um, really, I was trying to think of when, because this, this one, now that, now that you mention it, I'm trying to think of like pro athletes who are married to each other that, that are, that are basketball. Um, do you remember Sheldon Williams and Candace Parker at all? No, I know Sheldon Williams. Yeah, old Duke guy. I think he actually played for the Celts for a little bit, but who made the kick? Sorry, the Kardashian married, uh, what's his name, Lamar Odin, too. Oh, she, that's, oh that's not the only one. She, like... That's a train wreck. She was, like, with James Harden. I think her sister... Came, oh, anyways, I shouldn't know all this, but, yeah, they, they seem to go after... But they don't know how to play play basketball. They're not ballers. But, anyways, to your point, it was, like, the commonality that they had. And there was always... They could always go back to their love for basketball and, you know, their careers were at different levels. I always just kind of pictured Sheldon Williams and Candace Parker in there. But if you don't remember them, then that's that's cool. Um, another movie that was really good from a basketball standpoint, I thought, was White Man Can't Jump. Um, uh, yeah, I, I had that one as well. I'm glad you said it. With Wesley Snipes. Again, it's more about Woody Harrelson's gambling addiction than, than them playing basketball. But it was just kind of a really cool snapshot of, like, the 90s at the time and, like, pickup ball on the streets and... You know, yeah, playing for money. Was, I, I'm pretty sure it was shot in LA on like Muscle Beach or, or like I'm, I'm actually I'm not sure, but yep, it had that it had that vibe to it. Um, uh, so time's ticking, so we definitely need to keep moving. Why no, I want to keep talking about. In, oh, hang on, hang on. So that brings in comedy uh, to basketball and how basketball is used across all. Like we touched on serious aspects of it, but I mean we got to get into like stuff like semi pro and space jam. Yeah. And like how it's a it's a really it's a fun game it's an it's an action packed game so you can use it in fun cinematic ways I mean Space Jam is on its it's its own thing it's it's a showcase of Michael Jordan yeah <clears throat> I mean show it's tough to say showcase because he's like amongst uh, <laughs> well no to your Tropic Thunder point and to your basketball point is like the way comedy uses it so I think like with Tropic Thunder remember how many guys were in the jungle there was five of them. There's five guys on a basketball court, yeah, so you can mix great, in exactly the structure of the team is easy. Like that's that's a, that's an accessible amount of characters in order to to have, follow throughout a movie. Right, have different personalities and like have the jokester, have the good guy, have the serious guy, all that, and it it, it, it allows for you know the movie to just be structured around it. So I mean, even even like uh, Juana Man, yeah, where like he like. Eddie, uh, isn't there a movie Eddie with Whoopi Goldberg? That's really funny. Oh yeah, absolutely. Patrick Ewing's in that. I'm pretty sure. Uh, There's a movie where a guy dies and like he comes back and is like the ghost of, on the team or something like that. Air Bud. <laughs> like no, Air Bud's classic. Thank you. Mookie is is, is shaking his yeah. head saying thank you. Uh, and Dad would be upset if we didn't mention Hoosiers. Um, talking about the structure of the game being implemented into the story. It's all about commitment and dedication to the, the perfection of your art in a way. Um, and that's kind of what, I mean, white basketball is all about. It, yeah. You know, well, about, you know, Indiana I mean, basketball. I mean, I mean to make this a race thing, but I mean, it totally like in, in, in our popular culture, like basketball and, and, and black pop culture is intertwined. So now there's a lot of stars like like that's the reason Space Jam can happen. Now they're coming out with another one with LeBron is because basketball players are also stars. Like Space Jam has a bunch of them in you know a oh, bunch yeah. of them in there. 
That's one we should have mentioned on the cameos one. That had so many like NBA cameos and Muggsy Bogues, Bill, Bill Murray, or, or I'm sorry, Muggsy Bogues, Sean Bradley, Charles Barkley, Larry Bird's in it at the beginning. He's playing golf with Jordan. Yeah, Larry Bird, Bill Murray, like you said, uh, Newman from uh, <laughs> yeah, Newman's in that. Anyways, it, it, basket. I also have semi pro here with Will Ferrell. Uh, which is actually like there's a ton of basketball in that movie. <laughs> it's a stupid movie, but great song uh, if you're looking for one. Love me sexy. Yeah, is a Will Ferrell singing a singing a funk song. It's actually really funny. <laughs> Don't uh, you want to love me sexy? <laughs> I won't do anything with you. I won't do anything yeah. with you. Do you think uh, Do you think Andre Three Thousand can ball in real life? He looked like he could. Uh, yeah, he looked like he could move. Like he, when he dribbled up the floor, he looked like he could dribble. Because in, in White Man Can't Jump, it was very obvious that Wesley Snipes could not play basketball. Like, when they slowed it down, he, you could see, like, the ball was, like, dribbling off of his forearm. And, like, <laughs> he looked – he was ripped for that. But he just I, – I think Woody Harrelson – if they played one-on-one, I think Woody Harrelson takes Wesley Snipes. All right. Yeah. I'd like to see that. Maybe Prince versus Wesley Snipes would be a good one, <laughs> yeah, That's right. We didn't even mention that. So, again, you, I don't know if you guys just heard the buzzer, but – that brings us to halftime, um, which is killing me because I had like so many other more basketball movies. Maybe we'll put them out on a different platform. But the dog and I are going to go hit the locker room, get some water. Uh, you guys, we put together this little halftime show with some special guests. So you guys just enjoy that. And uh, the dog and I will see you back uh, in the second half. Get up, it's time to slam now. We got the real jam going down. Welcome to the Space Jam. Space jam. Here's your chance. Do your dance at the Space Jam. All right. All right. Dirks in the fourth row halftime show here. Uh, Dog and I are welcoming for the first time some special guests. Our cousins who join us from both Lake Winnipesaukee and an undisclosed spot in Massachusetts. We've got Putt and Eddie Daly. Guys, welcome to the halftime show. Thank you so much, Dollar. Good to be here. Uh, the guys are going to be battling off today in uh, Mono a Mono sports, tri- uh, sports movie trivia. So basically, pretty simple rules. We're going to go first one to three wins. Um, I've written down a number here to see who goes first. Whoever's closest to that number, one to 20, will be will have their choice. So it's kind of like a football coin flip. Uh, guys, we're hoping the best man wins. Uh, any any Before we do the, the coin flip here, the closest to pin or closest to number, um, any encouragement for your fellow br- brother in this competition? Age before beauty, yeah. Thank you, Richard. Uh, I'd just like to say, Tim and, uh, and Phil, we've really loved listening to the podcast, and so it's an honor for us to be on here. Um, I just, it, the, I guess the constraint with a podcast as opposed to video is you can't see the look of terror on Pat's bearded, ugly face. Uh, I wish you could. Uh, but I guess for your, just the benefit of your, of your listeners, um, they can't. So God bless them. His teeth are. Ch- I can attest that his teeth are chattering a little bit. I'm not sure if that's. Well, it's like he's in a bunker somewhere. It's like it's probably good. Yeah. Like he's he's still running out of a couple parking t- tickets he hasn't paid from Albany. So uh, he 
he's, he's hunkered down. In your defense, that boom sauce looks really cold that you're drinking. So I'm guessing that's why your teeth are chattering. Yeah, the fourth one. That is the night. Oh. I'm halfway there. And I wish nothing but the worst for you. All right. I, I think we're ready to go. <laughs> oh, jeez. Right. You know what? I don't even need to pick. Pat's the mathematician of the family, so let him do the numbers and you can pick first. 17. Putt has 17. Ed? I will take three. You guys are exactly in the middle. Wow, this we couldn't have it couldn't have worked out worse. <laughs> so that, the number for people who are who can't see the video is ten. So uh, all right, why don't I write another down real quick, and we're gonna go one to a hundred. One to a hundred. Ed. I'll let that go first. Forty. Forty-one. Yeah, uh, that's that's smarts right there. I got fifty-one. Uh, Ed, you Ed edged them out. Old, such an older brother move, honestly. Like, come on. I almost did four. One thing, one upper. You do one thing, and he'll either say that he did it a little bit better, or try to do a little bit better. And even if he doesn't, he'll try to say you're wrong. Guys, we both. Been, that's why. We've both been on this planet. Growing up together, we always we always had each other's back, but because we've always had older brothers who are just one upping, so we're we're each other's best encouragers. That's right. We wouldn't be we wouldn't be good older brothers if we didn't have these Jedi mind tricks that we played on you guys just for your entire thirty years of existence. So you've only made us stronger. Well, I mean, it. But I I relinquished my funny list, my my attempt to get on the funny list. You have it. That was another one that they, they played with us. So the the, uh, the the hunt for the top of the funny list has gone to play, so I've, I've stopped trying. He's been the king of the funny list for a long time. Gotta give it to him. And uh, I've relinquished a lot. Will's got the title belt from wrestling. Putt's got the top of the funny list. You know, I, 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 we take a lot as younger brothers. Tim, you have best glasses. Oh, Putt, thanks. Ooh. I appreciate that. And for, for those who can't see, Eddie also has some glasses on too. So well, I don't know. I think that I think that was a shot across your bow. It may. Have been. I guess I, I got the award for most alone. <laughs> <laughs> I do have Maddie making me dinner in the next room. We're 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 all domesticated up. All right, Ed. So do you want to go first or second in this competition? Uh, I'll double check this one and I'll I'll defer to Pop. Okay. So, Doug, why don't I do this? I'll I'll do I'll give Putt some some questions, and then you give Ed his questions. So, guys, again, first to three wins. If you if Ed, so say if you get if you don't know the answer, Putt, you can steal, and vice versa. Um, or if you want your your own question, we'll give you that. First to three wins, and we've got we've got plenty of questions here. So, if it's tied at, at whatever, we can go into overtime. So, all right, Putt, I'm gonna start out with one. Uh, from the movie Cool Runnings. Which Canadian city hosted the 1988 Winter Olympics in Cool Runnings? Ooh, that's tough. Vancouver? I'm sorry, that's wrong. Ed, care to steal? Or you can have, have no your... Alright, then you can have your own question. No, uh, Ottawa? No, what? that's that's incorrect too. Ottawa's a province, Ed. No, that's a province. Is it in Ottawa? It's, uh, the city is Calgary. Calgary. Great start, guys. Great start to this one. Oh, Calgary, eh? 
right, do- all right, dog. Dog. All right. To so, Eddie. Am I going? I'm going to uh, putt. To Ed. To Ed. Okay. Oh, great. Next question. All right, Edmundo. In which of the Rocky movies did his trainer Mickey die? Rocky three. Ding 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 ding. Bingo. He's, he's on the board. He's got one, Rock. He's got one on the board, Rock. Oh, why are you setting me up like that? Put it on the board. Don't worry, Put. I got you on this one. That, I mean, I, I think that is a decent... I, I said Rocky 2, but then I remembered that Rocky 2 is basically Rocky 1, kind of, again. Uh, yeah, they just ran but, it back. But it is... I, I, I love everything. We, we talk about montages a lot. Oof, those are some of the best... All right. Those are the guys on the beach. You know how I love that putt. That's right. Trying to go to the beach for. <laughs> I can't stand. All right. So Ed's up one. Now I'm yeah. gonna toss it back. Back to, to putt here. Yeah. For, uh... Okay, putt. In in the movie Kicking and Screaming, what former NFL coach does Will Ferrell recruit to help coach his son's soccer team? I had never seen this movie. Oh no. I right, the so we, can we get it? Can we, can we, I think I know. It's Mike Ditka. Yes! Nice guess. That's a Hail Mary yeah. right there, but nice. I remember the commercials. Mike Ditka being in there, and then Will Ferrell playing his two Italian transplants. Yeah. Uh, Andy, would you have gotten that right, do you think? I'm, I'm just questioning. Putt's supposedly never seen that movie, but he knows a lot about it, so I don't, I don't know about that one. It's if you're listening, it, it's a beauty of trailers. You would have heard me say from trailers that I saw. But we watched a lot of trailers. A lot of trailers. Alright, uh, dog. Dog to Eddie. Alright, so Eddie. This is one I actually I watched in your living room uh, with I think both of you guys. Uh, I was gonna so say, was Eddie thinking. did Eddie know you did this? Was he there? <laughs> when you said you watched it in our living room was anybody home with you? <laughs> uh, I think it was just me and Bailey. Or me. Actually, at the time, it was it was actually Casey. Maybe Valiant or Tracy? No, it was Casey. So this was in 2000. So the movie... Re- that was so, yeah. So the movie Replacements. Uh, what is the name of Keanu Reeves' character? Oh. <laughs> um, I Oh, that's you playing dirty. Play. That's a tough one, dog. I, I, I had an idea Putt might know it, so I'm glad Eddie's got a chance. Uh, is his first name Ace? No, no. But I, I'll allow the question. Okay. It was, uh, thank you. Thank you. What is this? What is this? Oh, he got it. I'm going to give you a hint that he's a professional Star Fox, Star Fox, but uh, yeah, oh, uh, Falcon. Falcon, yeah. Hours, hours of Star Fox in, in that. Hey, very well done. I'm impressed that you got that. I thought that was, I thought that was a decently hard one. So. Yeah, as soon as you said Ace, I thought he's fucked. There's no way he's yeah. in this one. All right, Putt. Yeah. I, so Doug, we got scoreboard. What we got? Okay, Eddie's so at two putts at one. Yep. So after two rounds, yep, Eddie two putt one. 
So putt, uh, yeah, we're going into the third round now. Um, what, okay, in the, in the movie, The Sandlot, which legendary baseball player's signature was on the ball that the boys were trying to get back from the beast? Wait, so just, just to be clear, this question is a softball, right? You've never seen the Sandlot? You've never seen the Sandlot? No. Oh Jesus. my gosh. Then, then I hope. After the recording. After the recording. <laughs> Joe did that you? What the hell? Uh, where were you? When I, I guess. Where were you? Joe, Joe DiMaggio is incorrect. Okay. Uh, so now. So, Eddie, hey, this is for the win, somehow. No. Yes. So, uh, being an older brother isn't. Uh, just he's already taken a victory lap. It's not just about making your little brother stronger, better person. What it's, also it's also about rubbing it in. No, it's about rubbing it in. So I refuse to answer the question. Oh. Wow. You want your own question? That's just, it's, I, thought, I, I thought it was a layout. Oh, this might come back to me. But I will not answer that as my answer to win, because I just want to make sure that knows I can actually win twice in this round. Oh, man. <laughs> this is kicking a man while he's down. Dog, you better throw some heat right here, because right, for, right, for our right, listeners, right. the answer Let's was... See. For our I listeners, the answer was Babe Ruth. Two questions with movies I've never seen. Oh, I just, I'm shocked that you haven't seen The Sandlot. That's that's the most shocking... The fact that you, we should almost deduct a point for, because you haven't seen The Sandlot. As... As as your cousins and, and closest closest relatives, we almost should should deduct. You bring it down a couple matches. You could also just guess the most famous baseball player ever. <laughs> I was gonna guess Mickey Kaline, but <laughs> but but that's dude. I just me and Putt, me and Bill were trying to figure out. That's Hey Arnold first. Oh, you know, you know. Oh uh, my God, we were just trying to figure out a, a Mickey character. His background info for another question, and uh, I was like, oh, "What's his last name?" I was like, "Is it Mickey Kaline?" I was like, oh, "No, no, that's Hey Arnold." <laughs> <laughs> all right, Eddie, Eddie. All right, so this one—I don't think this is too easy. All right, so where does the movie "Remember the Titans" take place? Okay, this is for the win. So let me preface this with saying Bill did not get this right. No, nor did Maddie. My I don't think that's either here nor there, Doug. <laughs> so you have an opportunity to be the outfit here. I'm gonna get it wrong as well. Um, I'm gonna guess Texas. Oh no, no. Put care to steal? Uh, if I take this, do I get my own question after? No. No, you just get, you just get two opportunities at a point. So you can either you can steal this for a point, or you'll get the next one for a point. Virginia. All right. So, where in Virginia? Just what? to. Uh, all right. I did, what did I say? State. I said, where does it take place? Yeah. Uh, the, the. I think. I think we need the town and state. Um. So you got half a point right now. Yeah. So <laughs> if it, if if this next one, if you get like half a point, we'll give you that too. We're making it up as we go. Clearly, this is what we do on the Jerks podcast here. Uh, I don't know, but I, I'll give it to you. Can I, steal it back? Can I steal it back? Ooh, well, let's see. Have you Googled you it? it? No, can I steal back for half a point? 
I like. But what do you think, Doug? No, 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 absolutely not. No, this this isn't this, this isn't base this isn't baseball. This isn't three strikes. We'll move on to the next question. But Ed, what's your what's your guess just for shits? I would either go between Richmond or Alexandria. Yeah, Alexandria. That's what it was. All right. I had to look that I had to look that one up before. Uh, I that's thought it was somewhere a little bit deeper south in Virginia. Yeah, and I had the benefit of hearing Tim say half the word too. So Alexandria was a, a pretty safe bet. Yeah, I was talking about Alex uh, Drio. All right, but I got one for you. It's one and a half to two. It's one and a half to two. So if you get like half the question right on this one, then yeah. That's right. That's right. And you know every little inch counts. You know this. All right, but in the movie, the rookie of the year, I'm going baseball again. Funky butt loving is my answer. Correct. Did he just say funky butt? <laughs> <laughs> sorry, sorry, continue. <laughs> uh, in the movie Rookie of the Year, what was Henry Rowan Gardner's jersey number for the Cubs? Oh, goodness gracious. I have no clue. Um, That's pretty tough, dog. 13. Incorrect. Ed, care to steal for the win? I have to tell you, um, the questions that Puck's been giving are significantly more difficult than mine. I feel bad for him. Uh, I don't know the answer to this, but I'll guess eight. It was number one. <laughs> yeah, come on, guys. It was Wait, the small. Give it the smallest team. number he could get. He's a kid. Yeah, he's a kid playing baseball. It was it was either one or ninety nine. Like, Wait, do I get my half point back because there is a one in thirteen? <laughs> that's, that's a stretch. That's a stretch. All right, I so you get, you're trying to take every little inch there, but all right, so Ed for the win again, dog. What do you got? Actually, I, I got one. Can I can I jump in here? You're stepping in here. All yeah, right, dog. Go ahead. I think I got one that's relatively challenging. If he gets this one, I feel, it's, I feel like the one I got. Yeah, I, I feel like both Eddie and Pat. It's not a layup, but uh, I feel like they should know it as football players. But anyways, right. go go ahead. All right, Ed. What is Woody Harrelson's character's name in White Men Can't Jump? I don't remember. Great question. I don't, I don't remember. Putt for the steal? It, I can't answer this. All right. It's, so we got another one for putt then? And that's Billy Hoyle. No, so uh, putt, no, so putt comes, you, you give putt the next question since I stole yours from Anna. Wait, isn't, that's not, his name isn't Mookie? No, his name's Billy Hoyle. I'm thinking of Rosie Perez. Mookie, it's too hot outside. You yeah, know, like the, yeah, that's like his. That's, that's her tournament endearment for him. That's her like. Oh, oh whoops, a daisy. Uh, so wait, do I have one for Ed or Putt? Putt. All right, Putt. What yeah. you got? All right, in the movie Friday Night Lights, what is the running back's name? Movie Miles. Bang. Bang. Got it. Hey, did you have that one? You didn't have that one? I'm terrified right now. I'm going to lose this. And it was, it's, it all came down to arrogance and not. I know. I, I t- why let him back in the game? Do not let that man back deserve. in the game. No, I deserve <laughs> You know, Putt is in the lead right now with two and a half. I know, I know. If I can't beat Putt twice in one game, I don't deserve to win at all. Hey, look at the scoreboard. You're still losing. I know. You haven't won anything. It doesn't feel good. 
We wanted drama. This is definitely some drama right here. Mm-hmm. So, uh, Phil, you got one for Eddie, or do you, I, have, you want me to go? Uh, I got one for Eddie. Yep. Go ahead. I'm gonna hey, go back to I'm gonna go back to the Sandlot. It it all cut. We're bringing so, it back. What'd you say, Pat? I said let's bring John Rocker in. My heart heat. Can I ask my final question? Ooh. <laughs> I, I would allow it. What number am I thinking? <laughs> Ed, we're going to go back to the Sandlot. In the Sandlot, what position did Alan Yaya McLennan play? What position did Yaya play in the Sandlot? Uh-oh. I'm also not a Sandlot historian. Um, these, are, these are decently tough, Phil. You've these got are, These are... You've got Third a one base. in nine chance. We're not giving this competition away. Third base. Incorrect. Mm. Putt, care to steal? No. Okay. no. I'm going to win this. All right. That was, it was shortstop. <clears throat> what did Kenny the Jet play? Kenny the Jet played uh, center field, but he was basically DH. He was, he was, pe- he was no. playing Pepper yes. the entire time. Be- Benny the Jet. Center no. field. <laughs> Guys, oh boy, this, we're not sounding good on the same level. We're not a baseball family. Though. Okay, all right, I, all right, all right. Put, I got a football one then for you. This is for the win. For Eddie? For Putt. For Putt. Putt. Oh boy. All right, Putt. All right, let's, let's hear it. What is the name of the character who plays Rudy in Rudy? The actor's name? Um, Samwise Gamgee. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, that's the right guy, but that's his character's name in Lord of the Rings, obviously. Oh, oh, oh. Ed, Ed, care to steal? Yes, it is Mr. Sean. Oh, boy. Uh-oh. Oh, I thought he was, I thought he was pausing for effect. dramatic effect, yeah. I know, no, 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 no. I'm just, I, I can't remember the, the guy. He's ha- Sean... He's the Jute Ted brother in 51st Dates, and you got this. I know, I know. Thank you, Pat. You you don't have this? No. Why why recognize someone by their name when you can recognize them as a hobbit that Dave Middle Earth? That's true. He was was quite courageous. I think he became the mayor of of the Hobbit Town after they came back from the fellowship, too. Oh, Hobbiton? And he married, uh, he he got his prize wife, too. Anyways, guys, this is. Sports. Um, so it's Sean Payton is the coach of the Saints. Yeah. Sean. Oh, and you're gonna try to track on college. Is I am Sam. Sean William Scott is Stifler. Yeah, that's what's not him. We'll give you ten seconds. Do I have a point at least? I gotta get half a point, right? No. No. Yeah, no, I'm giving Sean half a Payton. I'm giving half a point to that. Is six. Uh, is Ed Five, four, three, two, one. I'm giving him half a point for the Sean. It's Sean Aston. So wait, did he just tie it up? Yeah, he just tied it up at point five. Dog, we're running out of questions here. <laughs> Didn't see all these point five stuff going on, but. Hey, asked, you asked two lacrosse guys nine questions about baseball. What do you expect? <laughs> <laughs> 
Uh, on this podcast, if you take Tim out of this podcast, there's probably a total of 22 innings of baseball ever played between the, th- the three of us. In 1982 aquatic film, Aquatic Dreams, who played... It's like, I don't know anything about Tim. Alright, alright, alright. Eddie. Wait, who's up? Eddie or Putt? Uh, me. Hey. No, Eddie just got shot at Aston, though. No, he got a half no, a point, because that was Putt. He got a half a point, Boomer Frank style. All right, Doug, you got one for Ed. It's Eddie's all right, up. So, all right, so I consider this a little bit of a layup. Uh, all right, so... Hey, game's on the line. You can't give a layup, Tim. But, but it... Uh, all right. Who were... Sorry, Pat. I'm sorry. What is it? It, it could have been you. <laughs> I, 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 thought, I thought I was asking you a question. I was fighting to ask you this question, but apparently the boomerang effect exists where Eddie's getting it after getting the Sean Aston wrong. But anyways, I'm, I'm fighting for you, putt, as always. Eddie, move yes, up. Sir. Yes, sir. The question is, in the movie Mighty Ducks 2, who are the bad... What is the bad guy? Who are the bad guys? What country are the bad guys? From Iceland. Nailed it. Bang. I know. Wow. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Uh. Oh, he's but, furious. Uh, he's throwing things. Uh, but, hey, uh, I think Ruth in Sandlot was a layup. Uh, Edmundo, crowned the Can trivia champion. Give me a break. <laughs> I, we definitely practiced some knuckle pucks against you guys' garage in that. We, yeah. Sometimes I go back to 15 rows while I hit knuckle pucks against the uh, whoever lives there now's garage. <laughs> oh, is that who's over there? I'm hearing a bang, bang through the woods. And then there's there's a few times also with the end of that movie that we are the champions, you know. Eddie would often be putting basketball and end up singing that in the Well congrats congrats Ed. Put I think you got a little screwed on that last one, but rules are rules. Ed, congrats. Hang on, a quick no, I guess we can't do an answer back and do it again. I'm sorry, but I mean I defeated him twice in one game, so I think enough is enough. Alright, would, would, would it be more of a layup if I asked you who the bad guys were in Cool Runnings? The Swiss. They weren't bad, though. They weren't they were bad. The, they were just the they favorites. Were the yeah, they were just the they favorites. Were, yeah, they were like the paradigm of greatness in Boston. <laughs> oh, excuse me. The, was, sorry, Ed. The, well, the, a good the, question would have been, how did John Candy cheat in when he was the Olympic pop star? He put weights in the front of his oh, slit. Yeah. Specifically, what type of weights? Oh, uh, five pound, I don't know. Well, I don't know. That's the great question. Jelly Donuts. <laughs> <laughs> hey, don't disrespect. John Candy's a legend. He's the best. Yeah, so the, the only other question I had here, we were literally were running out, was uh, what what is Will Ferrell's team name in Semi Pro? The, uh, Trump. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So all yeah, we had left was all we had left was layup. So, but I think you just it was the luck of the draw. You lost that one. Yeah, that was basically whoever it came down to. We, um, but all right, one last question, boys, before we head back into our uh, our second our second round, where we're going to do the third inning and fourth quarter. Uh, one movie, one favorite sports movie of all time. Uh, Eddie, you're the winner. You go first, but. 
It's a tough one. Um, a lot of great sports films. And nice thing about the Boys Nest podcast, I think we've watched a lot of them together. So it's a lot of good memories for all the sports movies we've watched. Um, or onto either Simon Birch, Bring It On, or Gladiator. Um, oh man, wait, wait, wait. So you're consider we're considering Gladiator. One of our wild card picks for is it, Phil. What do you have to I'll, say? I'll allow it. I'll that allow was it. Gladiator, not sports. That that was the I, earliest sports. I didn't say it wasn't. It's shame on Hollywood too for not creating a lacrosse a lacrosse movie yet, or like at they least one. one. They made one. Well, they made one. Yeah, I would grab it. Yeah, starring, starring Aaron Von Detten from Andy Brink Brinkerson of the movie Brink, right? Yeah, the, you're even getting it in that movie. <laughs> Favorite sports movie of all time? Um, I, I prefer movies with a lot of different emotions. My favorite sports movie has um, a lot of comedy. It's dramatic. You might find yourself teary-eyed at some point. Uh, the Sixth Man. <laughs> That's a good way. <laughs> those for our friends who may not under, know what that that movie is, it's uh, starring the Wayans brothers. Am I, am I right? I think it's Marlon Wayans and Damian Wayans. And uh, one of them, one of his brothers, he passes away. They play basketball together, and he comes back as a ghost. It helps them win a championship. <laughs> so it's funny. Like many of Pat's favorite novels and films uh, revolve around the premise of an older brother dying. <laughs> coming back somehow and the younger brother saves the day and does it all. So, oh my so, god. I think not. Then the brother died by slam dunking a game winning like shot and then he is hanging on the rim and slips and falls. I thought it was a there wasn't a dry eye in the theater when that scene happened. <laughs> no, that's, that's that's the way to go, man. In the middle of something you love, whatever you love, dunking a basketball. So Eddie, Eddie. So we had Eddie with Simon Birch, which is uh, um, baseball slash um, swimming. We decided. Yeah, we, that's well a swimming as, uh, movie too. Oh, that's just so bad. And Gladiator. We had Gladiator too. I, I, I do amend my selection. I think my, my all time favorite sports movies uh, is He Got Game. I've always loved that. Uh, yeah, definitely. Awesome, awesome movie. Ray Allen, me and Phil always say he's got one yeah. of the cleanest shots in the game. Our basketball yeah. section, we go over that. We're just, we, we owed to Ray, Ray, Ray Ray's jumper in that. Jesus Shuttlesworth. Give you a quick uh, Ray Allen secret fact. Yeah. I, uh, I was playing golf a while back and Ray Allen showed up to the course to have breakfast. Oh, and no way. I saw him two days in a row. Granite Fields? The, oh, no, the only the only thing Ray ate at breakfast was three waffles and two glasses of orange juice. Nothing else. Two straight days. Wait, no, no syrup or like no, no syrup. No syrup. A little bit of butter, but no syrup. Two glasses of orange juice, three waffles, two days in a row. So Anybody's thinking about a COVID nineteen diet or just a, a way of reshaping your life and achieving greatness? Ray Allen eats a lot of waffles. Hey, if that's going to straighten out my drive-in jumper, I'm all about it. He's got a beautiful shot too. But swing. Hey, let me and let me say that's just that's a sweet tip. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> and, and all right, and then uh, to wrap it up here, Pat, you said yours was. Uh, Sixth Man, yeah, yeah. Starring, starring the Wayans brothers who have uh, 
given us a lot of joy over the years. Some of our some of our favorites. Scary movie. Uh, it is scary movie. Oh, absolutely. It is a great movie. So, All right, guys, we're we're heading back into the second half. But thanks for the an entertaining halftime show. Uh, probably this is the only part of the podcast I'm going to listen to. So yeah. thanks for coming on, Eddie. You nailed it when you said so many of these movies that we watched that, that we discussed. We've either seen in each other's basements or uh, or you know together. So I, we thought you guys would be perfect. So thanks for coming on. Yeah, boys, and thanks for uh, helping us get through quarantine. It's been uh, a pleasure listening to you guys every week. It uh, brings back a lot of good memories, and you guys always have a good take on it. So keep the podcast coming. Thanks, Ed. I just gave you another half a point for that compliment. Thank you. Oh, that's a twist of the that is that's a twist of the knife, Doug. <laughs> so I beat punch four to two and a half. I think that's what the final tally is. Yeah, that's where that's worse than that's worse than Russell Crowe and Gladiator getting them. Flattery, flattery will get you everywhere with the jerks. The the great sports movie, like one of the greatest sports movies of all time. Give it up, Ed. That's a that's a black horse. All right, guys. Thanks again. Peace out. Stay safe. Peace out. Starting off this one strong, starting off the half strong with a, with what I considered the best sport that that you were at, Tim. You were a baseball player growing up, um, so we're going to do this this third inning um, and talk about your specialty with baseball. There are no shortage of baseball movies to cover, um, but I guess why don't we start off by when we were saying before, like why do you think baseball movies work so is well? The t- is the timer going? Yeah, it's going. Yeah. Uh, baseball, uh, is a game about life. Um, I honestly learned so much about baseball or so much about life through my baseball. I played on like every year I played on a couple of teams and it was about dedication and grit and, uh, humility striking out. It was about, um, you know, uh, so why does it work? So why do you think all of that, why does that work in movies? Uh, I mean, <laughs> Why is growth uh, compelling? I mean, it's just, you know, it's, it's people changing. It's again, it's uh, for me, it was a source of strength. Uh, and when I went to college, I, I, you know, got, I was a big athlete and I went to college and didn't have that outlet and then joined the baseball team, the club team. And it was just, uh, I, I was able to really flourish. I met a whole different crew of guys and like, and we bonded through the game not only enjoying just the mental aspect of in the team collaborative effort, but also just uh, having fun playing uh, pickle and yeah. just, you know, um, just really just tossing the ball. There's something so um, basic and um, in that to get there, but spiritual about yeah, tossing sure. the ball between someone. Like between two people, um, like, like and, having a having a catch is like one of those father son things that just like it's like a staple, you know, yeah. American thing that 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 we do. I still have relationships with with so many of the guys on my baseball teams 
And no matter where they are in life right now, if I ran into them, we'd stop and pick up immediately where we were and talk about talk about old times, but also talk about uh, I don't know it's certain just, it's certain games and yeah, it sounds like and, time. so baseball is, a, is also a sport that takes time. It takes a lot of time and it's slow and it's not like basketball where you're running, you're not talking, you're spending so much time with your teammates. Yeah, and you're building. It's about it's about building confidence in certain people. It's also about self-awareness. You know, where you are in the lineup is self-awareness and where you are in the field. It's about benefiting the team. And it's about, honestly, I could do, oof, I love baseball, man. It's, it's a beautiful sport. It's so well thought out. The, di- the dimensions are brilliant. They work just right. Um, but also, you know, uh, it, it, it's just, uh, in terms of storylines, I have, you know, movies like The Rookie, or excuse me, that's Rookie of the Year, but The Rookie's another one. But I had The Natural, Field of Dreams, A League of Their Own, For Love yeah. of the Game. They're all just passion movies about overcoming things and, and having faith in baseball and, and the nature of the game, yeah. which is, is, is pretty pure, which is, which is a shame why some steroid stuff messed up. But the game itself is beautiful and pure. Yeah. So I think, and, and I I think, think it's, personally, it, it's just a, it's an awesome medium to explore. I think, and not so much anymore, but it, it is a tie to American culture too. Um, it's America's sport, sure. It's America's pastime, absolutely. Right, so if you don't necessarily understand the ins and outs of the game, you can still watch a baseball movie and, you know, everyone knows what a home run is or a strikeout is because we use sure. those terms, yeah. we use those terms not only in baseball, but for other things in, in absolutely. parts of our it's lives. A, it's funny, I think Jerry, someone was joking about like why sex is so lined up like with baseball when all these fat guys are playing or whatever, like <laughs> that shit guys, but you're always getting a first base or second base, you're hitting a home run, you're scoring, like, <laughs> anyways. So I think, it really is, there's so many analogies and metaphors for life, like it's just, it's it's a it's a it's a it's a game that mirrors life in many ways. Yeah, um, I want to touch on your first point where you were saying with when you talk about to your friends or like the guys that you really got to got together with because in in the two movies in particular that I really focused on for this inning were Sandlot and A League of Their Own. There is so much camaraderie in both of those. Like Sand, Sandlot in particular, just. It's it's about the movies. I think I think it takes place in like the fifties or sixties or something, but it could yeah. have taken place in any decade because the the sentiment is the same. It's a bunch of guys with a bat, a ball, and everyone's got a glove. And let's go. Yeah, let's go play. Their own too. It's guys or girls. And, or girls. Yes, exactly. League of their own. Actually, yeah. there's there might even be more of a tight tighter bond because it's all these girls are experiencing a, this for the first time. Sport too. Like it's everywhere. It's 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 a it's a sport that brings cultures together. There's, you know, there's Red Sox games being played over the UK and stuff now and there, but you know, it's really, but, but besides the UK, but the Japan is really taken to it. And, uh, you know, the, all the players we get from the Dominican, it's really just, it really is just, a, um, a unifying sport. Um, and universal and, and too. It, it's a universal, it's all, right. It's universal, but isn't that representative of America? It's, it, that's the idea is you can come and you, if you do your best, you try your hardest, you should be able to rise to the top. Right. And that's what happens in baseball. It's, it's blind to color. So that's and, why it works so well in the movies. 
Um, Blind to Heritage, yeah. Um, League of Their Own, I mean, just was such a good movie. Um, Tom Hanks, it's I think it's a top five role for Tom Hanks for me. It's a, he's a, he's amazing. He's amazing in it. And just you know, the, the no, there's no crying in baseball. Like that whole line is just you hear that all the time, even on the diamond in like a little league game or or whatever. But it's how, it's just the, it's just an the iconic. That, but the fact that even though we were at war as a country. It was so important to have baseball just in people's lives, no matter how they could get it. It was such a unifying thing for Americans, you know, Mm -hmm. and it it just, again, it speaks levels about the game, but also, you know, the the yeah, the no no crying in baseball line was classic. Um, But talk about showing growth within those movies, the the, uh, respect Tom Hanks grows for, uh, builds for women. Um, and their grit for the game, I think, was just a really cool representation. We've actually been to that field, you and I, the Double Day oh, Field, yeah. yep. Cooperstown. I honestly get tingles thinking about all this stuff because it is just so. Uh, it's been an important part of my life, but it's also important part of American history, which is also why it's an, um, an easy thing to write about because it's a, it's important in history, but also mirrors. It was always happening. There was, you know, it was a DiMaggio who went off to war, you know. Ted, uh, Ted Williams, yeah. Yeah, exactly. You know, it's, it's really, it, they, they're representatives for me of some culture. That's why it's disappointing to hear people like Kurt Schilling be so, you know, white supremacist. Yeah, yeah. But let's, keep, let's keep it on movies and not talk sorry, about sorry, that. Sorry, 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 sorry. Um, so before, I, we're, we've got about, about 30 seconds left here. I just wanted to bring up one actor that is reoccurring and just seems to be a huge baseball nut and has done a ton of movies, and that's Kevin Costner. Kevin Costner seems to be, like, the baseball guy. When I think of baseball movies, he's an actor that comes up. He did Bull Durham, Feel the Dreams, For the Love of the Game, and he actually just did one called Fastball, which uh, it didn't look great, but I think that's more because he's just... Yeah, for love, of the game, for love of the Game is brilliant. Oh, my God. Bull Durham, I'm so glad you mentioned that. Tim Robbins in that is awesome. Uh, just, that shows his versatility as an actor too, yeah. Tim Robbins. Yeah, because um, so he's he, actually throwing there too. He kind of looks. He, he plays the role pretty well. He throws all right. Yeah, he he does. Yeah, you, 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 if you're you in these sports movies, if you can't play the sport that you're acting for, you get exposed. Like we said about Wesley Snipes. So all right, so that that was that was the buzzer right there, homie. So, really quick, why? So that all right. So in that movie, the the struggle of baseball, the failure of baseball players, is so much more easily represented in movies. You don't often see basketball players who fail. You know what I mean? It's always the rise of the basketball player and the. the you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. Well, there's so many of those leagues out there for baseball. Like, there's so many. There's there's at least what, double A, single A, triple A, and then there's a bunch of other independent leagues where guys well, we who could just stick around forever. This is where we saw Jose Canseco in Worcester playing for the River Rats. Right. That's why he can still stay relevant. It does. It, 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 baseball is a sport that just is really hard for guys to let go. Whereas I think all the other sports, you either make it or you don't. Um, but yeah, so I think you're right. The, the Rookie was the movie. I think you said it right off the top of the bat. You're, I know you're talking Rookie of the Year, but The Rookie with Dennis Quaid is a movie about a guy who's just a lifer and finally gets the call up to the to the big leagues and... It's a, sto- it's, a, it's a story you can get behind. Then quite the opposite rookie of the year. The guy, <laughs> Henry Rollingard, Rosenbagger, 
that breaks his arm and becomes a stud out of nowhere. But anyways, great movie with a ton of baseball cameos. As a kid, it was just exciting. Uh, we've also, Maddie brought over a ton of his baseball binders and we've gone through those cards. There's something about baseball yeah. that it's just, it, you like thinking about it. You that, know, it's a thinker's game. Right. It's a thinker's There's game. so many anyways, scenarios. I know. We, we, that's the buzzer. That's the buzzer. I know. This inning, is, we're going into extra innings on this one because, I don't know, I feel like we could just, we, sh- we might have, we should have done like a whole baseball podcast. But anyways, for this format, we got to keep going. I'm going to set the timer. We're going into the fourth quarter. Um, and we're going to start talking football. Now, much like baseball, I found that football, it, even though I only played it for one year and I was just a little puny kicker on the team, I found that football has some of the most camaraderie out of any, any team sport that I've ever played. Oh, yeah. Um, you can't make, the linebacker can't make a tackle if the line, linesmen in front of them can't do their job. A quarterback can't get off a pass if the offensive line is, is not working that day. And the, there's just something about it too. It starts in the summer. You go from like hot, hot, hot conditions and training camps into like the cold. I remember our my senior year when I played. You, our training camps are, you know, the the beginning practices. We'd have a hundred degree heat, and then when it came to the Turkey Bowl, I think it was ten degrees that day. And you're in it. You're in the trenches with with your with your best buds over the whole season, and you know there's a lot of. Whereas baseball, it's a grind every day. Football, all the work is done in practice, and then you have one day to get everything right. So it's almost like put some more pressure on that one particular one, which is, again, why I think yeah, it, it translates to the movies. One opportunity yeah, right. once in a lifetime to prove yourself. Right. spaghetti. Eminem. <laughs> Dave but Chappelle. No, it's, no, I honestly, it, you're, the camaraderie is huge. The, the team effort. It's analogous to uh, war a lot. Uh, if people use the the football analogy to like war, you know, there's a lot of like the 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 group movements and fake outs and stuff like that. So that's another way that cinematically it's used a lot. Um, and and you know, there's for I, one I, I we touched on rookie of the year for a minute. Well, shit, okay. there's so many ones I want to get into. The kids' movies like Little Giants and stuff were so much fun. Yep. Uh, but anyways, but the more important movies to talk about in terms of camaraderie, remember the Titan. Yes. Is, right? We have to speak that. Is that like, the best football that, movie of all time? It, it could be. It, it could be. Rudy's Rudy's pretty darn good. Yep. Um, uh, you know, they even throw Forrest Gump into a football field for a minute. Uh, but no. Uh, sure. Yeah. We'll count that. We'll count that one. It's got football in it. <laughs> yeah. He does. Yeah. He meets the president. And it has 15 peppers. And, uh, uh, he, but anyways, uh, the, uh, remember the Titans, just the, the cast is awesome too. You know, Ryan Reynolds or, uh, Ryan, not Ryan Reynolds, uh, from drive, Ryan, uh, Gosling, Gosling is yep. in that. Mm-hmm. He's like, yep, I remember. Yeah, he's young. Anyways, there's also the, even the guy from scrubs, the black guy from scrubs. Is in yep. that. He's PD. It, 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 Denzel's awesome. Um, the, the soundtrack is unreal. Um, it's also, it, it, you know, breaking racial barriers. Right. I was going to bring that up. Yeah. Like you said, with, in the basketball quarter, it it touches on race and, and, you know, everyone loves the sports. So you just forget all about everything that's outside of that and just come together as a team. I thought that was a, that was a, that was the cool side message that was, or the side theme that was I going mean, on for the entire time. All right, and, and football movies also have great montages. So talk about montages and, and yeah. you know, 
in, in that, but also to skip over to a goofy movie with Re- well, Keanu Reeves, The Replacements. That's that's not that goofy. I, it, I think it was like meant to be a goofy movie, but it was actually really kind of a good football movie. Like, but his nemesis, Gene Hackman. <laughs> yeah, Gene Hackman. 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 Isn't, isn't Keanu Reeves living on like a houseboat or something in that? Yeah, or? scraping barnacles off the bottom. Delicious, <laughs> delicious little sea barnacles. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Oysters of the of the bottom dwellers. Uh, anyways, um, but that movie, uh, John Favreau is in it. He's like the crazy, uh, uh, it, funny cast. Also, really good soundtrack. It was fun. You know, them dancing in the to the replacements. Yeah. 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 Them dancing in like the jail cell together. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Aretha Franklin. Uh, anyways, it's it's a fun movie, but also camaraderie team building it's about that one moment like you said that's very much even in Waterboy, it all comes yeah i got water boy written yeah. down here too friday night lights invincible yeah another thing that i i think with like these football movies which i actually we should have talked about in boxing too is the epic hit so if someone's coming over the middle and just gets their clock cleaned mm. then that that kind of makes for like good action in a movie too i mean in boxing like how many times have you Rocky just like take a haymaker where he should have that should have ended his life. Jerry Maguire, Cuba gets laid out. Right. So so it involves his whole thing is on the line. This this might be our macho ness coming through, but like anytime there's a good punch or a good hit, it just makes for the sound around it, the impact. I think that's why we watch football too, is just for as as much as we probably don't want to admit it, the violence of it makes for good drama. Sure. I mean, boxing, come on. Yeah, there's definitely an element of violence that's mm-hmm. that that's present. Um, I mean, we like action movies that maybe, you know, maybe it's just exciting. Like, yeah. there's a, we're human. There's a part of our human nature that likes violence, I uh, guess. For someone yeah. with football, too, and this I guess we could have talked about with any sport, but s- these sports are so dramatic in real life that often documentaries are made from sports that are just as dramatic as a fictional script. So, I mean, I'll keep it to football here. I'm trying to think of an example, but so like we just watched the documentary on, on Aaron Hernandez and there's so much drama in his life, both on and off the field. He's going to Super Bowls. He's getting huge contracts, but then off the field, he's battling with his, I guess he's battling with his sexuality and, and mental illness from taking all these massive hits and that story is just so compelling. I mean, you couldn't he's even also, write a script about life, that, and it's already interesting. He, he Sorry, what? A, he's living a life that is absolutely – he's wilding out. Yeah. <laughs> like, a better word. Like, he's going to clubs. He's, like – he's being a thug. Like, he's just, like, straight up – we saw, you know, his big baby blended – not nah, exactly. We saw him <laughs> in the club dance. But, no. He, he was, was wilding out. Like, big baby was wilding out that night. He was down, he was down in Miami, too, dog. College, right? Wasn't Aaron? Aaron uh, Florida. He played for Florida. Florida. Right? I mean, it was. It, anyways, he was wilding out. But uh, you're right. Sometimes the reality is stranger than fiction or whatever. Or it's, um, it's even more compelling, or it's more interesting, or dramatic. Like, so I absolutely. mean, uh, it's killing me. We have a minute left in this quarter, um, so we're kind of in crunch time right now, so to speak. But it's. It's. I just wish we had more time to talk about all of these different movies. We're definitely missing a ton. Um, the, the Friday Night Lights movie turned into a, a, an entire show, which I thought was one of the yeah, best football the score, shows. The, uh, uh, 
explosions in the sky does yep. the score. So good. actually, I saw I saw them live. They opened up for the Smashing Pumpkins. They were actually really sweet. They're all instrumental, uh, but like they built a really epic score. Uh, you know, like yeah. I said, it's for football. It's all about hard work building to that one big moment, um, and or the that big game or whatever. Because there's so few. It's not like basketball or baseball where you're playing so many yeah. where it's a culmination of, of like the baseball montages in like major league or when they're like playing the games and like making outs and hitting stuff. Whereas in football, it's often the the preamble or like the, the yeah, getting fired up and yeah, like the intros, the, the band. Exactly. Exactly. Remember the Titans. How do you feel? I feel good. Yeah. Like, left side, strong side. That shit, like, I, I had buddies, Putt and James Bayless and those guys pulled that shit before games, just getting pumped up. Like it's, You need to. You're about to You're about up. to get hit in the head for an hour straight, like, or for two hours straight. Like, you need to get fired up. It's, like you said, it's going into combat with, with all your buddies. So, I don't know if you just heard the timer, but that's the end of regulation right there. Yeah, all right. So, so well, uh, luckily, I think we got some wild card time. Right? We do. So, we have. Uh, we're going into overtime, and like with it, like in a game, no one knows. You never know what's going in. Anything can happen in overtime. And so we 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 reserve this time to talk about those other sports that we didn't touch on. So um, this could be anything. This could be. So these are other sports movies. Is the timer going? Let me know when you start. Well, it's overtime, but yeah, it's it's going. Okay, so these are other sports movies. So the first, like, off the bat, basketballs. Like, it, it's not about any particular sport. It's about a movie that is about sports in general. Yeah. Um, so there's a Scarlet Tanager outside my window right now. It's absolutely beautiful. I'm sorry. Um, anyways, uh, oh. Uh, All right, so but so one of the movies I had, Doug, while you're bird gazing over there, was Cool Runnings. So this was oh, nice, dude. This was a movie about guys from Jamaica who meet, wanted to go to the Olympics, couldn't get in through running, so they they formed a bobsled team. As everyone knows, if you, if you're listening to this, you probably know what Cool Runnings is, but it was a um, John Candy and. A bobsled, a look into bobsledding in general. Jamaica, we have a bobsled team. And and, and like with all these other movies, they're fighting something else. They're fighting being the underdog. And going from sunny Jamaica to, to freezing cold Canada to compete in Olympics where they have nothing, they have no idea. They they have no funding, basically. They, they're, they've got the rickety shed, or the rickety sled, and... They just they spoiler they don't. So they, it's, a, it's a great. It's also they're working their way to the Olympics, which is like I feel like there aren't many movies. We a reason we didn't include maybe hockey as much in, in our top four, our main four periods or quarters, whatever, uh, is because it often is just about the hitting or just about the. So, anyways, but the one of those movies that isn't is Miracle, which yeah. is working towards uh, you know working towards the Olympics and really. I think having that ultimate goal, being the best in the world, the Olympics is also like a good platform to work towards. Yeah. Um, and, you know, you know, of course, it, it's great, and it's also international. There's like, all, of course, there's the dicks from Iceland, Iceland who are just you know, they're the ones saying Swiss. You can't, you can't do it. That's the Swiss. The, the Swiss. The do Swiss. That. Yeah. Iceland, uh, you're thinking. Course, Iceland, you're thinking Mighty Ducks too, which is another uh, one that's on my list. Uh, 
sorry. Yeah, I'm sorry. Which I think that's the best of the Mighty Ducks is is two D two. I think D three. I'm sorry. D three is 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 pretty solid. You like that D3 one? Is, yeah. I love the Bash Brothers. We had you know I, me and Putt were like we, we thought we were the Bash Brothers. <laughs> you guys were. we like literally hopping around, smashing stuff, like just being like idolizing those guys. We thought they were so cool. Um, one thing you had mentioned before. Uh, and which is why, again, like there's no, it wasn't hockey wasn't so compelling because it, as the sport in that movie, it, it was. Let me restart here. So movies like that are more about the script rather than the yeah. sport. Um, and because like, Mighty Ducks could have been about, they could have been playing any sport. It was more about the story of of rags to riches or a bunch of. It's very, very much the same way Little Giants could have been about any any sport or replace or replacements. You know, it's just like a yeah. ragtag group. It's right. a ragtag group that are come together. Group. They've all got their problems. They all come together to do something great. So, yeah. um, but the Mighty Ducks too. I mean, the We Are the Champions at the end of that one was, was really good. So I, yeah. Oh, the soundtrack is very important. Stomp, stomp, clap. Stomp, stomp, clap. I mean, that's just like that's used. Was that the first movie where that was the We Will, We Will Rocky? Was that the first time that that was I think so. Yeah, I mean, as far as I can remember, I think that that one, that tied that one into sports more more obvious than it already was. Like and then the we the queen. champions, they're sitting around the campfire at the ends. Yeah. Know, we are the champions. Like, and that, that's, of course, synonymous with every sporting event ever. Like, you know, if you're going to play a montage of it, you use that stuff exactly. to get people pumped up. Mm-hmm. Uh, so to, to keep it moving, I had a bunch of movies that were questionable whether they were sports movies or not. Okay. Uh, we didn't we didn't really mention many soccer movies. Um and one that I, I really like is kind of a great Breed Street Hooligans. Oh, great one. Yeah, really good. Elijah Wood. Uh, yeah, Elijah Wood. Um, and the, the thug, the guy from, is he from, I can't remember what he's, what else he's he from said. Sons of Anarchy, right? Is it that guy? Yeah, so, yeah I think so. Yeah, I think Jax. So. Um, but, um, so anyways, but it's it's not very really much about soccer. It's about the culture of soccer in England. And the hooligans are the, the gangs that... Uh, rep each um, club, right? And uh, our 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 future brother in law Ross could probably you calling him a hooligan? He uh, Ross, I I don't know if he, I, I I'm not going to speak for him. I, I don't know if Ross is a hooligan. Or not. <laughs> I don't know. I don't even know his, know his club, but that's bad, dude. I yeah, know. I think it's a smaller club that's not usually in the Premiership, but uh, you know, I I don't know if he's as, if he's getting as many fights as Elijah Wood was in that, but uh, he can hold his own. But it's it's all about the culture surrounding it, and it's not about the sport itself. Because I, I uh, we also in preparation for the podcast, I watched uh, the Big Green or the Little Green uh, with the the hey. soccer movie from yeah. the nineties. Yeah, the Big Green. Uh, or wait, what is the Little Green? I think it was the little, little the Little I just watched thing. I can't it. Remember. I think I know. What you, I know what you're talking about. It has ham. Ham from yeah, Sandlot. It has, like, two of the guys from Sandlot. It has, like, you know, your stereotypical tough girl who just, like, from Little Giants. Right. They uh, hadn't made a soccer guys, movie. They, they made, like, a bunch of kid movies for every other sport. So this was just, like, so the one that they had to do for soccer. So, so, but it, there was a lot. There was, we watched me, Maddie, and Jake watch it. There was too much soccer, kids' soccer in the movie that they, it was bad. Yeah. Anyways, but getting on to kids' movies, 
gotta gotta represent current Shane here because he grew up a Disney kid and idolized movies like Brink and Alley Cat Strike, the dis- made for Disney movies. <laughs> Is that a bowling movie? The bowling movie of the Alley Cat Strike. Yo, Kingpin. John- Kingpin. Kingpin. Yeah, of course, but. Hang on, let me get. All right, I'll let you go. Yep, go, go, go. Current Shane, I'm, I'm, I just, I'm thinking vicariously through him, and uh, yeah, Johnny Tsunami was a big one. He's a surfer that went to be a. So they Disney Channel did all of these like made-for-TV movies with like these kind of niche sports, uh, and people ate that. People ate it up. Uh, uh, But one, a a serious one. So if I had to do favorites, um, the wrestler. Yes, with, uh, nice one. With uh, Mickey Rourke is really dark. And Marissa Tomei, yeah. yep. Mm-hmm. Marissa Tomei, and it's, it is really cool. It was shot really well. Um, and, and again, it's it's a dark movie that, because it's, it, he's a lifer. He's a lifer in yeah. wrestling. Yep. Know, just like, that, that, uh, that movie got a lot of Oscar love. I, don't, I can't remember if they won anything or if he won the Oscar for that, but definitely, definitely – Got a, a lot of recognition because of how dark and how good it was. A um, couple of my favorites, too, real quick. Happy Gilmore. Is that a hockey movie or a golf movie? I, oh, I had this discussion. It's a golf movie. It's a golf Jimmy, movie. It's a hockey player Jimmy playing Jimmy. golf. Right. Yeah, he's a hockey player playing golf. But it's it's definitely about the hits, though. The Like, much like a hockey movie, it's about the the punches and the right. taking hits by a baseball. Right. Know, he he brings the ruckus into at the time. This is pre Tiger Woods, so like golf was still kind of like a stuffy, you know, rich man's you know game that you played on the weekend, and it kind of brought a little bit of uh, punk punk rock or whatever you want to call it into it. It brought a little bit of uh, I don't know fun into into a game that was considered something that was kind of for stiffs. Absolutely. I mean, there's so many good... I know that's the buzzer. Yeah. But one thing we didn't get to hit on tonight, like so many comedy sports movies, I started out with baseballs, but like stuff like Talladega Nights and um, Dodgeball, yep. those are Dodge just... Dodgeball like, another good one, yep. Uh, I wasn't a fan of Balls of Fury, the ping pong movie with like Christopher Walken, but anyways, there's... it's. Sports just gives you uh, such a great medium to tell a story. It, you know, yep. it's it, it. No matter what sport, there's always an individual, uh, usually or a team at the base of it. Somebody, a group of people, or an individual working towards a penultimate goal. Um, and yeah. it, of course, that's of course that's compelling. But it also it's so sports are so intertwined with our popular culture that it's easy to not only poke fun at them like Leslie Nielsen. And oh, uh, Naked Major, Gun. yeah, Naked Gun, yeah, where he's the he ump. Does, I had to, I can't, I was at the when he's the ump and he's checking everybody for because the Queen of England's gonna get murdered. It's just the funniest shit. Yeah. Uh, anyways, it's sports are just like a great analogous, uh, uh, you know, example of life, and uh, I think that's why we could continue to talk forever. Oh, okay, now, so we're at the end here though, but I do want to put you on the spot. Right okay, now, good. Um, I did want to mention one more movie actually before I put you on the spot. Uh, NASCAR and it seems to, the race, the racing sports. There's this movie called Rush with Chris, Chris Hemsworth. That's really good. Or Hemsworth. That's really good. Okay, but I'm putting you on the spot. Well, you also wanted to mention that M- MMA movie with Tom Hardy. Oh yeah, MMA. Uh, I guess I should have mentioned that during the boxing, but that's with um, uh, Joel Ogre. 
Overton and and Tom Hardy. It's called Nick Nolte. It's called The Warrior. Which, if you haven't watched the movie, I think it's on Amazon Prime right now. Go check it out. I haven't, and I'm watching it tonight. It's it's so you'll love it. Okay, so putting you on the spot, who, which fictional is what's who's the best fictional athlete in all of movies? So who's the best sports? Athlete. So, for instance, in real life, we'd say Michael Michael Jordan, Tiger Woods. My favorite or the best? The best. Who do you think? Who do you think is the most skilled actor? Or if you can't think of that, then yeah, your favorite. I mean, remember the time Bobby Boucher showed up at the halftime of the Bourbon Bowl? My dogs won the Bourbon Bowl. Bobby Boucher. Bobby Boucher was a tank, dude. Like, uh, but that's a terrible answer. But he he was a tank that just hit and hit and hit. I, I I'm struggling. Bobby Boucher's a great one because it's he's just I really he I like a linebacker. It's fun. But I, in terms of dominance, in terms of like the best, so uh, I gotta say it comes down to Henry Roland Gardner. Nice. And rookie in rookie of the year. Could not be touched. The guy's striking out Barry Bonds. Like <laughs> you know he's throwing heat. He's uh, anyways. That's a good either one. That, either that or Rocky. Rocky's got to be just like Sylvester Sloan. Rocky's just got to be the most, one of the most compelling sports figures of all time that are not actually really sports figures. Those are both great. I think Henry Rowan Gardner was... I, I use Rocky a lot, but dang. I mean... No, he is. He's just iconic. He's great. And he got it done. Um, well, what about you? I mean, so you had the question in mind. Do you have anybody in mind? Yeah, though I'm upset you took Henry Rowan Gardner because that was one of the two of mine. But I, I also have um, Wild Thing from Major League. When yeah. he, when oh, he nice. was, when he was dominant, he was just throwing 102 mile an hour. He was just an untouchable closer. Now, like in all closers, he's a head case, just like any other closer, which made it even that much more believable. Uh, but he, when he had his best stuff, I thought that Charlie Sheen, his wild thing was... I mean, I, I certainly have to consider the Monstars as some <laughs> of, you know, the most badass basketball players of all time. That being said, they were, they did have the talent of Patrick Ewing. Yeah, and... <laughs> there wasn't really them, and they were cartoons, but, and they're also going up against Jordan, so they got beat. All uh, right. was the girl bunny, the girl bunny was pretty good, Bugs' uh, girlfriend there. Uh, Lola. What's her name? Lola. Lola. Yeah, she was, she was pretty good. She was good. All right, man. Well, I didn't mean to put you on the spot, but I think you, you're pretty good. Just much, much like, uh, much like Rocky himself. You're, you're good on your toes. Uh, so you took that punch pretty good. So this is, this is the end of the, this is the end of the game here. I'd say we're both winners. Um, halftime was a little different results. You can go back and listen to that again. Uh, but just really fun. Just hashing out these sports movies. We missed a ton. But uh, yeah, man, this this has been fun. Yeah, this is a good one. Uh, uh, I mean, I'm sure we missed them. Thanks again to Laura for the, helping us with the Instagram. Thanks everybody for listening. Mookie says thank you yeah. for all. All right, I think we're we're all gonna go hit the showers now.